0: And now, introducing the man who, upon hearing of the MLB owner's lockout, said, I don't understand what the big deal is. My wife has been locking me out of the bedroom for years, and she's never met my demands. He's going to lock out with his... He's Glenn
1: Clark.
2: Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Paul Valley. Today's show brought to you by the Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal... Then try Chick-fil-A catering, from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options, sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Coming up on the program today, Mike Loxley, Maryland football coach, is going to join us. We'll talk to him about Terps getting bowl eligible. Uh, also later on, we're going to chat with our buddy Clark Judge from Talk of Fame Network and SI. We'll chat some Ravens as well as the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame semifinalists lists that came out, including a couple of former Ravens like Steve Smith and Anquan Bolden, who I think people have some strong feelings about. We will uh, chat with Clark about that. Of course, it's Thursday, so we'll make our picks. we got the Press Box Fantasy Football Show coming up a little bit later on with Ken Zalis. Get your questions in now. For Week 13, that is all on the way. Um, let's let's talk about sort of the news of the day here at the top. And obviously, there's two stories that jump out. As Paul just mentioned, first of all, the lockout became official last night. Although not before the Orioles didn't sneak in and make the move of the century, baby, Jordan Lyles. Hell yeah! I remember when his uh, cousin Jairus did all those good things for UMBC a couple years ago and uh, beating uh, Virginia in the NCAA tournament. That was remarkable. I, of course, I, I have no thoughts, actually, about Jordan Lyles. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are like, wow, the Orioles actually spent $7 million on a baseball player. That's $7 million more than I expected them to spend on a baseball player, which is equally sad that that's our response, right? Like, if that's our response, it's, it's quite the statement, but... Um I don't know. Somebody's got to pitch. Somebody's got to pitch. It's a far bigger problem than anybody wants to talk about in in the nature of the rebuild. Nobody wants to deal with the fact that there just isn't pitching. And there isn't pitching coming outside of Grayson Rodriguez. There they're just there's 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 lottery tickets, there's the Bruce Zimmermans of the world, there's guys that are like, you know, maybe. But that's it. That's all that's coming in the pipeline as far as pitching is concerned. We had this conversation with Dan Connolly yesterday. It's why I am not remotely dismissive of trade rumors surrounding Cedric Mullins and John Means. Somehow, some way, the Orioles have to find pitching. They have to find it in order to make this rebuild work. It's got to come from somewhere. And yes, you can say, well, once they get there, they could sign pitching, really sign pitching, not Jordan Lyles. They could sign actual pitching. And that's true. They could. But as Dan reminded us, it's going to cost them an exponential amount of money because it's Baltimore and because it's the AL East. Maybe some of that gets evened a little bit by the introduction of the, the designated hitter of the National League. Like maybe it's... Not quite as overwhelming, but it's still going to be difficult, plain and simple, in order to sign pitching because it's still a a hitter-friendly ballpark and it's still the AL East that we're talking about. So they got to find some pitching somewhere. Jordan Lyles, of course, is not the actual answer. He's just a guy that they're going to let go pitch this season and that's who it's going to be. If it's him or Matt Harvey, I the, the truth is he's far more qualified than Matt Harvey was at this time last year.
0: I mean, like you said, it's the remarkable thing here is that they spent seven million dollars. It's not remarkable. Not not it's remarkable it's not, for, remarkable it's not remarkable in the scheme of things. It's remarkable it's, for the Orioles because last year right. the most that they spent was five million dollars to pay Alex Cobb not to be here. That's true. Right? As far as pitching is concerned, and they gave one million dollars to Matt Harvey. Um Lyles, he gives you he's an innings eater. He had twenty-four really he's good starts. Potentially an innings
2: eater. If he's right? healthy. Yes.
0: He gave you twenty-four really good starts. And eight really bad starts. And this is a guy who averages five and two-thirds innings pitched per start, which would have tied John Means for the tops on the team. Everybody else below five innings. So they need to do something. This wasn't a move I was anticipating. I wasn't thrilled with it, but I think I can get on board with it when you look at what the Orioles had I, otherwise. It, it,
2: the most appropriate response is nothing. And I, and I mean that to be disrespectful. It's just mm. this is – it's no more than a transaction. Somebody's got to pitch. It just so happens to be that it's a guy that's going to cost them $7 million bucks and it ain't my money so by all means but I if, if I'm being completely honest to me I, I don't really care if they hadn't signed Jordan Le- they just said we're going to throw out whoever the Matt Harvey of this season is whoever's waiting around uh, by the time baseball returns and nobody wants to sign him and we're going to say you got to come in here and pitch the innings that's not going to affect me either like that's part of it, it's the difficult context of this which is I don't much care whether Jordan Lyles pitches or whether this year's Matt Harvey is the guy that's that's out there taking up the innings. It doesn't really matter to me because the results aren't going to change. It's You're not going to suddenly win more games because Jordan Lyles is pitching. He's, uh, to your point, he's just the guy that's got – somebody's got to pitch is the answer. Somebody has to go out every fifth day and take the ball, and they think Jordan Lyles can do it so, you know – papa bless right like that's all that's all i can say about it so that's that i mean I, really that's that's all it is it's just a transaction and a guy that's going to pitch now the step beyond that of course is that the the lockout or the work stoppage whatever you want to call it becomes official as of last night and it's it's by the way what does mlb network look like today well it's a it's a weird bit that like mlb.com isn't allowed to show players faces are they allowed to do it on mlb network
0: Oh, that's a great question. I genuinely don't Mm -hmm. know the answer to this question. I
2: don't watch, I'm sorry. I don't, this isn't like I prefer other networks. I don't, I, I watch games. I don't watch any of these, you know, studio shows or talk shows. They just don't do anything for me. So I don't, I don't, I have not. Do you, I don't even know what channel MLB Network is to you, Let me see if I can turn it on and find out the answer what, to this question.
0: What system? Do, what service do we have? Uh,
2: I think we're. It's a monopoly in the city. I think it's all uh, Comcast. Oh, all Comcast. Um, no Try
0: eight fifty-five. Try
2: eight fifty-five. Paul says. Let's see what comes up when I put on eight five five.
0: It looks like the Big Ten oh, Network. Try eight fifty-six.
2: Mm, that looks like uh, something else. Hang on a second, but it's got to be in the area. It's got. There we go. There's MLB. MLB Network right now, and we see a picture of Rob Manfred. Oh, yeah. he's
0: he uh, At 10 o'clock, he started his press conference from Globe Life Park,
2: yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the rule. I have no idea what the rules are, but it's a weird bit. So that, they, don't,
0: they don't have to blur out his face, though.
2: Right. He's allowed, and he's allowed on MLB.com, too. And they can put former players on MLB.com. So at midnight last night, if you went to MLB.com, what you saw was a bunch of stories about Hall of Fame voting. Mm-hmm. They, they, nothing could be on the website that involved current players it was a bunch of Hall of Fame stories or I think there was like a post about here are some of our favorite baseball movies like it's, it's just it's so silly it's so incredibly silly now none of it matters and that's part of the problem is the people that are screaming the loudest about what a bad optic this is like if you're sitting here like, it's not good to watch millionaires battle with billionaires part of what you're missing is no one cares today you're, who are you talking to the only people that care are the people that are most impacted the people that work within baseball so if you're a reporter that covers baseball this impacts you if you're someone whose job is directly involved in the game of baseball this potential it doesn't even really like likely impact you at this point it doesn't impact any average person this is what we were talking about yesterday. No one cares. No one is mad at anyone today because nothing has stopped. There is no baseball in December. A work stoppage in December is irrelevant to everyone outside of the direct people. So if you're the guy that's screaming, ah, oh, this, is, this is a terrible look. Max Scherzer's signing for $40 million and the players are trying to cry poverty. You're screaming into a void today. Today you are. We get to April, if it still lingers, different conversation. But today, you're screaming into a void. No one cares. This impacts no one today. No No one's life is different because there's a work stoppage going on in baseball. There's no work to be stopped. No one's doing anything. Now, they've got to be aware that that ends. They've got to be aware, like, this is okay in December, but we got to get this S figured out by the time we get the February. Like, we can't allow this to threaten the start of baseball season, or this does become a problem, and as we talked about yesterday, all of us end up looking bad. There is no one to side with. No one wins here. You're not going to convince... You can't throw out the number that Max Scherzer is making and try to get people to side with the owners. It's impossible. No one thinks the owners are the good guys. You're never getting anyone. Those days are over. The idea... Once upon a time, there was this concept that you could get people to believe that players were greedy and that's just, just a bunch of greedy players out there and they're ruining the sport and the whole... It's over. Everyone who owns a baseball team is unfathomably wealthy. Even the guys that are the least wealthy of all of the owners are extraordinarily wealthy. The Angelos family is extraordinarily wealthy in the context of an everyday human being. They're not as wealthy as the Ricketts family, perhaps, but they're extraordinarily wealthy. No one is siding with anyone in this. It can't be done. They're all the enemies when we get to February. All of them. I dealt with this when we had the um, the, the debate uh, related to COVID, and they were trying to position everybody who's trying to position themselves as the good guys the players were, well, we want to play the owners aren't letting us the owners are like well you know we, we can't do it. we're not gonna have fans you know what this is this is untenable no one cares you're all rich sort your s out go play baseball that's it you can't win in the court of public opinion that cannot be done You're going to actually have to go to a table and try to hammer things out to make sure you don't do harm to the game. There is no world in which anyone is winning a public relations battle to put pressure on the other side. That will not occur. No one thinks that anyone is a good guy in this process. We don't feel bad for the players. We don't feel bad for the owners. We don't like any of them for the most part. And you can say, well, you're more inclined to like the players because you own their jerseys, or that's who you want to come see play. Yes, to some extent. To some extent. But everybody's also aware of how much money baseball players are making. If you were fighting for the rights of, like, minor leaguers, if you were fighting for people that actually, like, needed to be fought for, then maybe you could win some sort of public relations battle. Maybe. But that's not the case. The fans are the only losers. But the good news is, again, you've got plenty of time, plenty of time to get all of this figured out before anybody actually cares. Because today, and for the better part of two months, no one will. There's no baseball to be stopped. Once that get to that point, then we'll have these conversations. Um, I'll tell you that today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation, Window Nation, cold weather is here. It's unfortunate, but it's going to be here for a while. It's just the way that it goes. It's that time of year. And so with that in mind, there's going to be higher energy bills. The good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For December only, 50% off all style windows and a house of windows for only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today, 866-90-NATION or WindowNation.com. Of course, the other big story today, Maryland basketball loses to Virginia Tech last night lackluster effort, solid defense, but just nothing. They, they couldn't hit a shot from outside, and they look like a mess in some critical late possessions, and there's just nothing else for me to say. I, I get it. I know that everybody wants me to be, have piss and vinegar about it. There, nothing about this is worthy of having piss and vinegar. we get to the end of the year. If if this is, this is what I'll tell you. If this is the start of a complete collapse, if what we've seen is a sign that Maryland is going in store for a five-win type of conference season. I'll have plenty of piss and vinegar by the time we get to the end of it. And I think at that point, there will be real, there will be a real discussion. I've tried warning you guys that like when you've been trying to scream for Mark Turgeon to be fired in past years, you were screaming into a void because it wasn't going to happen. But they have an utter, complete breakdown this season there's going to be a real conversation to be had. There is is not enough good karma built up to withstand that type of season in College Park. We have to, as angry as you might be about Maryland losing a game, and they've lost plenty in the Big Ten ACC Challenge over the years, so why this one would be the one that would bother you all of a sudden, I don't know. But as angry as you might be about them losing a basketball game, you still have to acknowledge that it's December 2nd. And we have no idea what's going to happen moving forward. There isn't much of a reason to think this team is going to be able to get things figured out. I have no idea where the outside shooting is going to come from. And if it doesn't, I mean, Caduce Wahab looked really good in the first half last night. He looked like he was going to dominate that basketball game, and it was going to be a story of Caduce Wahab. wasn't meant to be. I, I don't know. I can't paint you the picture of how it changes, but you have to allow it to play out. Once it does, there can be decisions that can be made. I'm frustrated. I, You know, I, it's not good. These aren't world beaters that Maryland is losing to. This isn't like losing to three of the top teams in the country. You're losing to good teams, but they're just good. At best, they're good. And I get it, that's infuriating, that's upsetting, it's whatever you want it to be. But they're not firing the coach today, they're going to allow the season to play out, and if they truly bottom out, there's going to be a conversation to be had. And it will get ugly. And it might force their hand. That's, there is not goodwill there to overcome something like that. A bottom-out type of season, a non-competitive season in College Park, absolutely. Contract be damned. And again, the contract wasn't overwhelming. Contract be damned, there is someone that is willing to make sure the money gets paid in order to change that. But we're not there yet. As much as you want it to be, we're not there yet. we got to keep letting the year play out. Speaking of Maryland, we come back in. We're going to chat with our football coach, Mike Loxley. He's going to join us next. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio.
3: What's up everybody? This is Ty's Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Ty's Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on PressBox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The
2: next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, December 7th at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville. It's brought to you by PressBox, Grade 8's memorabilia, as well as Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, and the NFL chick Serena Hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie.
0: Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. That
4: first sip.
0: <gasps>
4: that first bite. Mm.
2: The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Marilyn, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org.
0: Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality pro-via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com.
5: Every Thursday, 1130 a.m. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
2: All right, back in here on GCR. Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. It's Thursday. That means they've got 5.99 chili nachos at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. They've also introduced like a comfort food menu for the winter. And there's nothing that you like more. When the uh, weather gets a bit cold outside, then some good comfort food. You can find out more by going to GloryDaysGrill.com and get your order in for tonight or this weekend. I love Glory Days Grill. I know you do as well. GloryDaysGrill.com again is the website. Oh, the short rib grilled cheese. I'm going to need to try that. That's uh, on that comfort grilled me- or the comfort food menu.
0: I love a good short rib. <laughs> short love a good I short do rib. Love a good short rib.
2: All right, um, we had to do this a little bit earlier on because of uh, his schedule as he's waiting to find out where they're headed next. But Maryland football coach Mike Loxley taking some time for us here on GCR. Well, it's great to have Coach Mike Loxley back here on GCR. Terps finish 6-6. Six and six. They get bowl eligible with a big win at Rutgers this past Saturday. Coach, it's Glenn. It's always good to chat with you. Thank you for taking the time, and congratulations on getting bowl eligible.
6: Thanks a lot, Glenn. And we're we're excited about uh taking that next step and looking forward to uh the next few weeks of bold prep and continuing into continuing to develop our
3: roster.
2: I wanna I wanna go back if I could with you coach. We talked in the spring and I talked about how encouraged I had been by in a small sample size what you guys had done in the pandemic season and you, you kinda stopped me. You said, Glenn, we didn't do anything in the pandemic season. <laughs> like you were very clear. So I, I, I want to kind of wrap around this, right? Um, you, you go six and six. I, I think the point that you just made is is important. It's part of the trajectory, right, where your program is headed. D- do you allow yourselves to celebrate this internally and say th- this is an accomplishment, or do you say, yeah, it's it's good, but, but we expect more. We want to do more than this.
6: Yeah, it's good, and we expect more, and we want to do more. And and to me, that's kind of the that's the place we are as a program. And the reason we do celebrate it, though, is because, as I've said the last few weeks, you know, the 25 kids that we honored that have uh, and not all of them have been here for the duration, but quite a big amount of them have been here through an awful lot of things happen over their four year, five year window Mm -hmm. that to be able to send them out uh, doing something that they never accomplished uh, before here um, is the special part that, that we will celebrate that we're getting to send them out the right way while also still having an opportunity to develop our team for the future. And it's kind of a two-way gift. We gifted them the ability to, to do some things that they haven't been able to do, and they're giving back with the leadership and laying this foundation that we should be able to build upon as we you know, work ourselves as a program into this type of standard for being a bowl-eligible team for years to come. I, I think that I, I was
2: writing about it this week, Coach, and I said I, I assume that moving forward you, you guys want this to be the floor for the program,
6: right, like not the not yeah. the ceiling, obviously. Yeah, this is the definitely the, the foundation. This is the foundational part of it.
2: Coach, Mike Loxley with us here on GCR. Coach, let's, let, you know, with that in mind, 6-6 um, six six season, give me the, 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 the biggest positive for you for the program and everything that happened this year. And then maybe the biggest thing that you say, but I am still disappointed about this in particular.
5: Um,
6: You know, I think the biggest positive is that the culture that we wanted to create in terms of being a team that played hard and played with effort and uh, took that next step, uh, we were able to do. You know, we took the next step as a program by becoming bowl eligible as we, you know, finish up year three. Um, Was really excited the way, you know, very few games – Maybe you know Michigan, where I was disappointed in mm-hmm. us as coaches and us as players. Uh, there's very few people that could say when they put the tape on it that we didn't play hard and we didn't compete and weren't competitive. We didn't always play smart and we didn't always uh, do things exactly how we needed them to be done. But to get the culture right first is the the first step. Um, so really was happy that we've established that type of identity of being a team that will play with great effort, will be competitive. Um, uh, what, what am I most disappointed about? Obviously, you know, this year we went into it talking about no BCs, no bitching, complaining, no excuses. And, you know, we we lost quite a few players, man. And, you know, those, the injury bug is something we haven't been able to necessarily shake here. Uh, it didn't affect us as, as much as it maybe has in years past because we have recruited and added depth to position groups where sure. when we sustained injuries. We were able to still overcome them, per se. Um but to me, those, that's, that's the disappointing thing because I don't think we were able to put our best foot forward and show um, really just how talented a roster we have.
2: You referenced that, man. One of my favorite stories of the season is Carlos Carrier, right? Like a guy that, that just grinded things out in this program and went through all those things that you talked about. And lo and behold, you know, when you needed, you needed to call his number when Dante goes down, a couple guys go down, um, there he is sitting there ready to step up and, and have a huge day for you in the Indiana game.
6: Yeah, and that's the depth that we had can kind of created in that room. We had that type of depth in the receiver room. Um, we have that type of depth at the tight end position, you know, when Chig kind of was banged up and fighting through some stuff. Um, the D line area, we were we have the depth. We didn't have it at linebacker, we didn't have it at corner, and, and, and to me those were the positions in the O line where we've got to kinda of answer those answer those uh or build those position groups up through recruiting.
2: Yeah, let me talk about Talia a little bit, if we could, because you know he sets this record for the school for the most passing yards, and everyone sees how good this young man is capable of being. But I, I, I think that I'm, I'm sure you and he would say that, that moments that, you know, that weren't his, his finest moments during the course of the season. I think a lot of people look at him and wonder if he's pressing, if he's trying to lift everybody up and and do too much and 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 score four touchdowns on every drive or something along those lines. For all of the good with Talia, do you do you do you feel any of that? That maybe at times this season he was pressing and trying to put everything on his shoulders in particular moments.
6: No, I don't. And to me, that's the narrative that that we we, we need to get rid of. I'm disappointed that that's even close to the narrative because here's a redshirt sophomore quarterback that just broke every record, you know, in Maryland single season history. And, and each week we're dealing with defending him as a player. And, um, you know, quarterbacks, head coaches, coordinators get the brunt of it. But I, I definitely think this is unwarranted in terms of this type of narrative on him because nobody works harder in this program. If you ask every any player in this program about the effort this kid puts in, um, you know, we see final results. Okay, You see the interception against Penn State, but you don't watch the tape to see that that interception wasn't the quarterback's Sure. One. Um, you see tipped interceptions. You see uh, plays that happen where, you know, uh, has he had some poor decisions? Yeah, we're, none of us, coaches included, are absolved that uh, we've made mistakes in games. But, you know, every week I feel like I have to defend this guy. And, and we haven't had a quarterback like him in our program in a long, long time, uh, maybe since Scott McBrien. And so yeah. now that I, I'm really happy with where he is as a redshirt sophomore that has two, maybe three years left of eligibility that just basically finished really his first full season as a starter. And we will win with this kid at our, as our quarterback.
2: By the way, to, to me, that's the, what you just referenced to me is almost, it's overwhelmingly exciting. The idea that you've already seen all of this from him and what he could still do for this program. This isn't, a, you know, you turn around and, and it's going to be gone. Like the idea that this is still a foundational part for him and that there's still growth that can come. I can only imagine how exciting that is for you as a coach.
6: Yeah, definitely. And to me, that's, um, you know, when we talk about our future, we talk about building this thing the right way. Uh, we're doing just that. And, and I'm excited for uh, what this future looks like. I'm excited for, you know, as we take this next step, you know, these next 14 days of 15 days of practice that we have, you guys have no idea how valuable they are. And this is how, you know, as I say, the rich get richer because when you go to a bowl game, you now get to speed up a process of developing the younger players in your roster because of the extended practices, the different things you can do with developmental practices that basically become another spring ball for the, for our team. And, um, you know, with recruiting, kind of heating up here, you know, this is a, 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 a one of those – Times of the year that you know I'm really really excited about what our future looks like.
2: Coach Mike Loxley is with us here on Glen Clark Radio. Maryland's going to learn where their bold destination is here in the next couple of days. Um, Coach, you referenced that you know recruiting period right now. You guys are getting ready for another football game, and on on top of that, like the sport has changed, right? Like mm-hmm. the, we we know we 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 watched, you know this week coaches going to different places, and it's kind of a crazy world. And and I'm wondering if you can explain a little bit to us because it feels like also on top of that you have to sometimes recruit your own guys still more often than maybe coaches had to in the past and we you know we see the transfer yeah. portal and we know some of the stuff that's happened this week even within the program how, how difficult is it to to you're you're trying to recruit more kids to come to Maryland and it seems like y- you also have to continue to recruit the kids that you have there to make them stay and stay, stay committed to the program
6: moving forward yeah i mean that's where we are as a as a you know from a sports standpoint, I'm, I'm really happy, um, one, with, with how things have worked out for players. Uh, this transfer portal has been a, a great addition for college football. You know, the issue we face isn't because of the portal. Um, it's the in immediate eligibility, which now gives kids the ability that if they're in a place that they don't want to be or if they're in a place where they don't feel they are uh, have the opportunity to get where they want to go, I think it's great that they have this opportunity. And as a coach, you know, you'd be an idiot if you don't understand that, yeah, you have to recruit your roster, but you also need to understand that, I mean, every year I'm going to lose 10% of my roster because of this, this new rule. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. So if you got 85 scholarships, you know, I'll lose eight, nine guys a year. Um, the thing I'll tell you is I've always been this way, um, you know, just because a kid is in the portal, doesn't mean that he went in on his own, and it doesn't mean that, you know, and I've always been the type of coach that however it plays out, I'm always doing what's right for these kids, and I want these guys to be able to have opportunities, uh, even if they've made mistakes or they haven't, but the second chance opportunity that I was given as a head coach. Um, so, you know, it's easy to say if you Google transfer portal right now, you'll see every program in the country is dealing with losing players, yep. and that's that's the new norm, and, and I pre- we're prepared for it. Um, You know, if you look at who left our program, we wish every last one of those guys well. Um, We finished six and six. I think maybe two of them had any statistical, um, anything statistically that helped us get to this point. And I can tell you they're all great players or we wouldn't have recruited them. But for whatever reason, if it wasn't a fit for them or fit for us, they have the opportunity to go find it and make it better, and it helps our program because if a kid doesn't want to be here, it allows us to go get guys that want to be here. So it's a win-win. And I, I you know, I know. For Terp Nation, it's like the the sky is falling because you, you know every day you hear and read about a guy going in the portal. I'm okay with it. We prepared for it. You know, the portal the portal gives and the portal taketh away. And you know we, we we are we have plans for all of
2: this uh, to your point you found a hell of a quarterback in the transfer portal once upon a time no and it's working out for you and and, and and by the way just to follow it up i think i saw a number that said something like 15% of all college football players currently have their names in the transfer portal which is yeah. it speaks to exactly what you're talking about I, this is a genuine i just i i don't know you know how the way this goes are, are you are you open to guys putting their names in the transfer portal and then like getting a phone call and saying this could still work out for you here. Like, is that, is that ever a possibility?
6: I'm not. I will never say I never, um, but I can tell you that very few times will a guy go in the portal. You know, for me, it's all individual case-by-case basis. You know, I've seen some kids make emotional decisions and do it and then have second thoughts, and if they're kids that they have done things the right way in our program – I'll take that into account and if I think they can help our program because, you know, what I don't want to ever do is be and make an emotional decision and say, oh, you went in the portal, you're done. But I can tell you uh, very few of those opportunities will exist if you make that decision because before they make them, especially if they talk to me beforehand, we have conversations usually. Now, there are some that go in the portal without a conversation and those guys, you know, no, they got very little chance of coming back. But the ones that you have the conversations with, to to make sure that they understand what that means Um, you know I'll never say never but no this isn't a deal where you go in the portal shop yourself around and hey I don't have anything out there let me go back to now that that won't be the case
2: okay that's interesting it's just not something we've never talked about before and it's uh, you know it's such a new world right that we're dealing with this type of stuff coach it's a very different world that we're living in
6: It's good for the kids, though, because coaches have had the ability to get up and go and leave at any point. And so, to me, I think it's only fair and this model of amateurism that we hide behind when it's really big business. And these kids have to make good decisions and the the right decisions. And, And as we say as coaches, we do what's best for our families. These guys have to do what's best for them. But, you know, I always say this, too, that, you know, Everybody that goes in a portal, at least from here doesn't mean they're going because they want to leave. Some guys have been asked to leave and I just I allow them to go how they want to go and how they need to go to allow them a second opportunity.
2: by the way, I think I really appreciate what you're saying about the, the portal being important even though it, it can negatively you know impact you right? like i I, I truly appreciate those comments and I, and I'll follow that up if I could. I, you know, this was the first season that that we saw finally Nil in place. Can you as a coach – like, did it impact you in any way whatsoever that players had the opportunity to go out and, and do appearances and sell T-shirts and things along those lines?
6: No, not really because, you know, the way it was put together for us, all we are is a, a compliance mechanism for it. Um, you know, each kid has to go out and do their thing. Now, I do think there's a recruiting side to it that we're not able to use mm-hmm. uh, as coaches. Um but, again, our fans are, and, and supporters of our programs are able to, to do things that you haven't been able to do in in college football for years. And because of where we're located, because of the type of supporters we have, we definitely have seen that some of our players have really benefited from it. And, and to me, again, I think it's anything that helps these kids uh, make the most of their opportunity here as Terps, I'm all for. And I think it's a great been a great addition to college
2: athletics i saw rakim hanging out at a, a raven's tailgate party a few weeks ago and i just kept thinking to myself like how, how is this anything but a benefit for for the university of maryland that a young man like that is is meeting people and and putting his name out there and being a great representative for the program and for the school right like how yeah. win-win, how, yeah. win-win, how, win-win how, situation <laughs> it's amazing that this was something that we try to prevent people from doing for a long time it is unbelievable right. All right, so do do you start campaigning for anywhere in particular or are you like, Man, if they put us in Schenectady, I'll go play a bowl game there at this point. Like I'm
6: again I I'm more into, interested in these practices we're gonna be able to get and yep. then putting a plan together to not just be in a bowl but to win a bowl. You know, we had a team meeting yesterday and you know, there's nobody that sat in that room minus the coaches that had ever been to a bowl game and so, you know, when you put up a schedule and I've had to kind of do different models based on where we go, when we have to leave, when we have to be there, when we start practice and prep. So I spent all weekend putting these models together. To, to And the practices to me are the most important piece. And then as I told our team, it's not good to just go to a bowl. We want to win a bowl and now give ourselves a chance to have a winning season, which we haven't had in quite some time around here. So um, the practices are going to be great because it gives us a chance, you know, each each position coach is writing what I call a prescription uh, for each of our players as to what we want to get, in, what we want to see improved uh, over the next 14, 15 days, similar to what we do in spring ball. And and and, and so the, the the drill is to go out and develop these things that we need to see improvement in, and hopefully they show up in the game. and, have give us a chance to go out and win.
2: All right. Before I let you go, I know you got to do a million of these this week. Uh, being having your daughter home and being able to get to some games this fall, what did that mean to you and to the entire Loxley family?
6: Man, it was huge. And even to the point, you know, I thought that she would be one and done here because you know she's graduated uh, from Auburn. Uh, she's in the Smith Business School here for her graduate degree, and uh, and she really planned on only coming to do one year and then you know, have an opportunity, hopefully, to prolong her career, you know, with the NWSL, but uh, she's decided to come back for a second year, which mean she's enjoyed, uh, you know, she has an extra year left, obviously, and she's enjoyed her time here, and so it gives us a chance to really, again, like I said, get a chance to be a part of seeing her play, which is what, you know, I sell in recruiting with this DMV area, man, the opportunity to you know, not have to change my life or our schedule to see her play. Can get out, walk out the back of the loading dock and awesome. cross the parking lot, lot Z, and see her play, and then get back here and, and put together plans to try to continue to move this program forward. it Has been great for our family. That's so cool,
2: Coach. Congratulations. Look forward to seeing where you guys end up, and uh, and we'll continue to to con- have conversations. Thank you for taking the time for us as always. Really appreciate
6: it. It's- I appreciate you, Glenn.
2: It's Mike Loxley, Maryland football coach, joining us here on GCR. Just to follow up about uh, the portal, and I get it, Mike Loxley's not going to, you know, he's never going to say anything negative about anybody that that leaves the program, and he doesn't, he's never going to want to get into details about things like that. I poked around a little bit on the two five-star guys that everybody's worked up about, Brandon Jennings and Terrence Lewis, and this is the sense that I got. The sense that I got was there's a little bit of disappointment in um, Brandon Jennings uh, leaving, and... You know, I had a source that was close to the program saying that he could have been a significant contributor moving forward. The source the, the source that I spoke to around the program, the sense that I got was that Terrence Lewis probably was never going to be. That based on the injuries um, that kept him out this season and some of the things he went through before he got to Maryland, he probably it was going to be one of those highly recruited players that just never really panned out. So didn't sense that there was quite as much disappointment internally about Terrence Lewis departing as there was with Brandon Jennings. But again, that's just me poking around. I'm not, you know, trying to, that was uh, decided to, to spend a minute trying to get some more information about that. And that's the sense that I got. And I'm not, you know, Mike Loxley, if he were to speak about it, he might say something different. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just the sense that I got in poking around the program. All right. Uh, today's program also brought to you today by, ooh, the Press Box Fantasy Football Show, which is coming up. In just a few minutes, 11.30 a.m., KZ, we're going to chat with him, get you ready for week 13 as we are winding down in the fantasy football regular season. It's all brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and the Maryland Department of Transportation every Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m., the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Clark Judge joins us next. We'll talk some Ravens, talk about the Hall of Fame semifinalists. Glenn Clark Radio. Come in for glory burgers, glory wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com
0: for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality pro via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at WindowDepotBaltimore.com.
7: I've driven my tractor-trailer millions of miles, and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember, because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and break suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close.
1: Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. Looking
0: for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details.
2: The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer to Day.
3: What's up, everybody? This is Ty's Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Ty's Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the roll all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on PressBox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Ty's Bowser show.
2: The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, December 7th at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville. It's brought to you by Press box grade 8's memorabilia as well as window depot baltimore window depot baltimore.com duffy's garage in baldwin duffy's garage md.com and the nfl chick sarita hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie
5: We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash sports, And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants.
2: Back in here on at GCR. Don't forget, Underdog Fantasy Football is offering you up to $100 that they'll match when you make your first deposit and use the code PRESSBOX. Player props, parlays, while we still can't bet in the state of Maryland despite it being over a year since it was approved you can play underdog fantasy football and feel like you're betting and again use that code press box they'll match up to one hundred dollars when you make your first deposit clark judge is a friend of ours of course talk of fame network si.com he's back with us on gcr clark it's been too long my friend thank you for taking the time for us
1: Oh, my pleasure. Always take time and make time for you. I know.
2: You've been good to me over the years. I don't know how much you love it in Baltimore, and I always appreciate I these conversations, my friend. Um, Clark, I, I, let me start with the Ravens, and I want to talk about the Hall of Fame semifinals list with you. I, we're in a really weird place, and I'm hoping you can give us some context for this. The Ravens are—it it is unreal that we're sitting here with the Ravens 8-3, given everything they've been through this season— they figured out a way to win a football game last week when Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions and looked awful, and they still were barely threatened in that game, right? I, I yeah. I'm, I'm struggling with it because it should be really exciting and overwhelming that the Ravens are eight and three, but I, I, we just feel this like level of trepidation in town because I think we believe it's difficult to fathom a team making a run to a Super Bowl without being able to get any production at all from their running back.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And then when you see, you know, that kind of hiccup from Lamar, you go, Oh, geez, is this what we're gonna get again? Um, same way they feel in Buffalo with Josh Allen when he has shades of his rookie in the second years, um and you think, Jeez, is is this what Josh Allen is gonna become again? Because we went through that and it was tough and and uh I, I think what you have to look at sort of the overall picture is that as bad as um, they were offensively last weekend, particularly with Lamar Jackson, he made that great throw at the end zone, but there were four interceptions. They still won. Right. That's, that's all that matters. They still won. And and so you are at 8-3. You're on top of the AFC, and everyone's looking to try to beat you. Now, there, the bottom line is in the AFC, well, actually, in football, there's no unbeatable team. I Correct. mean, you look at everyone, everyone's got a hole. And so with Baltimore, I'd say if there's any trepidation for me, as it is with Buffalo, and several others, it's that, are they really building towards something? And sometimes it feels that way, and other times it feels like they're kind of treading water, whereas opposed to where I'm living, New England, we look at the Patriots up here, and I think they are building. Each week they're getting better. And, and now you look at their rearview mirror, and yeah, they are closer than that image. Um, they're coming on, and it looks an awful lot like that team from 2001 when they had a quarterback named Tom Brady. Yep. You may have heard of him in yep. um, and, and his first year. And and so Mac Jones is doing the same sort of thing, that thing set up the same way. But with Baltimore, they're in a very difficult division, yet somehow they keep on winning. That's all that matters. Um, and, and you want to get to those playoffs, building something. And I think right now, let's said a look at that game last weekend. They won it. That's the good news. The bad news is it wasn't a particularly exhilarating performance because it was Cleveland. That's why you won. But the fact of the matter is, you won.
2: It's it's all that's true. We know it's true, and and I think to your point, Clark, there's no one even even the Patriots. Who I've been talking about for for a month and a half, right? Like I have, I have felt this coming in my bones because of exactly what you said. They are using. I, I hate using Mac Jones in the same sentence as Tom Brady because you know people are like, well, no no one's Tom Brady. But what you just said is so. They're using him the way they used Tom Brady once upon a time, and frankly, I think he's making more throws. than than what Tom Brady made at that point in his career. And they're scary because of it. They run the ball, they play defense, and their quarterback does exactly what he's asked to do. They're scary because of it. But even them, I don't think it's a fear. I don't think you fear facing them as much as you acknowledge they're playing good football. There's no one on the Ravens that the Ravens could possibly play. They say there's no way they could beat this team. That team does not exist in the NFL. I, I just... We've we've never seen a team win a Super Bowl. We've seen when teams win Super Bowl with little production from their running backs, right? Like the the Chiefs didn't get an overwhelming amount from their running backs a couple years ago, but this is unheard of. Trying to win yeah. a Super Bowl with the Ravens getting essentially nothing from their running
1: backs, except you look at the quarterback and you've got to say the quarterback is our best running back, and and, and that's been the the case to me for years. I Meaning some of those teams with Arizona, their quarterback's a great running back. Um, so uh, Josh Allen honestly is is the best running back for Buffalo. Look at Buffalo's uh, running game; it, it's been non-existent for the season, and that's one of the criticisms of Allen is he's taken on too much and tries to do too much at times. I never really get that feeling uh, that much. I think with with Lamar Jackson, but there are games where you think I shouldn't have made that throw, or you know what, what, what's he doing there. Um, but the fact of the matter is, which, when you, you're talking about that, that yeah, the running game and defense, we've said that for. You know, years, and then people say, well, you're uh, old school. That's the way it used to be, except that's the way it really is in, in this day and age. When it comes down to it, if you can't play defense and you're running games subpar, you're probably going to struggle. And, and you know, I go way back to um, when the Chargers were playing. They went up and down the field with Eric Coryell Now, they did have Chuck Munch, who was a great running back. Right. But, um, they didn't play defense, and, and so they didn't get to a Super Bowl. The, the Ravens are different, and, and um, I, I think, as I said, with, with Lamar Jackson, I just look at him always as, that's the guy you've got to stop running. That's the guy you've got to stop. And years ago, what did you know? teams say when they were playing the Chargers when they got in the playoffs? Stop him running and force him to throw. That's no longer the case. But um, there are hiccups, as I said, where you think, yeah, I'll take my chances maybe with that rather than uh, him running through our, our secondary – so I stack the box and let's see what happens. But um, Baltimore's in a good spot. They're in. They're in, and we'll find out more about them this weekend. Right. But um, they're in a good spot. And as you mentioned, yeah, for what I say about New England, there is no team that you fear. Now, I would have said, you know, at the beginning of the year, the team you should fear is Kansas City. Not because I think Kansas City is that much better than everyone else, but because Baltimore simply couldn't get past them. They just couldn't. And, and you beat them this year. Yep. And I thought that was a huge hurdle I agree. to overcome. I agree. And so now you know. Now you know you can beat them.
2: But I do still think they're a factor, too, right? Like I, I, you know, we've, they're a
3: uh, factor. We are dismissive
2: yeah. of them for a little while, but I think we, everybody's got to acknowledge that's still Patrick Mahomes, and there's are still a factor um, by the time we get to the end of all of this. Clark they're Jim. still a
1: factor, especially if that defense plays, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's not that's the fair. same quarterback. That's fair. That offense isn't the same. And, and so there's something that's not quite right there. Their defense is playing very well. I don't trust it, and especially I think I look at some of the opponents they played. You know, they held Green Bay to seven points. That was Jordan Love. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Had he played, they would have won. Right. Um, but he didn't. That's the way it goes. Uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, have thought, that was a signature win. And then the Cowboys go out and lose to the Raiders. So I don't know how good Kansas City is Yeah, They have got to be in the mix along with the Titans, so I do think are a descending team. The Derrick Henry injury is going to be so difficult for them to overcome. Buffalo's there. I thought I thought the Chargers would be there, but they can't stop the run. Their offensive line's no good, so they won't be. But um, is Cincinnati a factor? I, I kind of have a hard time taking Cincinnati seriously. Um, so that's why I said I think this weekend will be – a telling factor and then you know what new england we come come back to new england i think everyone else is going especially in baltimore oh no not again please tell not
2: no uh, no and
1: the, the idea that we
2: could end up with a brady belichick uh, super bowl is just nausea well to that i would I like to see. oh i know everybody I like else it would be great for the nfl it would be it would be i mean it would just be a bonanza but we couldn't stomach it here we would <laughs> we would say please stop anything but that we would be wildly opposed he's clark judge si.com talk of fame network of course where you find him, hey Clark. One more, because you you reference Ravens Steelers this weekend, and obviously you know this has been just this unreal series for some time. But we're kind yeah. of at a crossroads at the moment. With you know we, we've watched the the Ray Lewis and the Ed Reed's and the Terrell Suggs move on from this rivalry. Now it looks very much like we're kind of at the end of it with Ben Roethlisberger, um, who has been such a a central part of this rivalry over the years. Do do you have any sort of sense as to where they're headed in Pittsburgh and you know whether they're in play for a you know a Russell Wilson in the offseason or if there's some world in which Ben Roethlisberger says I I don't want to go and I'm gonna I'm gonna force you to make it ugly. Like, do you have any sort of sense? for where things are headed in Pittsburgh right now.
1: And the answer to that, it actually is no. I mean, in terms of that one question about Ben Roethlisberger, I think he walks away after this year. Um, you said, you know, a sense of making it ugly. Uh, it, it is kind of ugly in Pittsburgh yeah. now. That game last weekend was ugly. Yeah. And I don't think he wants any more of that, and they don't want any more of that. I'm, I'm glad to see him play. Uh, there are times when you get glimpses of the old Ben Roethlisberger, and I love it because I love watching him play. But I think he knows where he's at the end of the line. There, there are no... Tom Brady's out there who are playing until they're 45. There there just aren't any. Um, But in terms of what they do next to that position, you know, I I don't know how much Russell Wilson's got left off. He's taken a lot of hits, I mean, he's taken a lot of sacks uh, over the last few years and and not quite the same quarterback. So do you want to get a descending player um, just to keep yourself sort of in the mix, or do you want to start all over? I don't know the answer to that because I'm not in that um, building every day and I'm not talking to the front office every day. But I would think you would want, want to start all over. I think you'd want to go with a young quarterback. Is that could be Mason Rudolph? I don't think so, but uh, only they know. But um, you're right. It's just, The Steelers-Ravens series, there's nothing better. And, and pro football, that was the greatest series. I loved watching it. And, and honestly, still do because there's still something there, just because the two teams are. No,
2: and, and the two coaches are really good too, obviously, and that's really that's, good. that's pretty central yeah. to it, right? And 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 I think there's been a lot of us that have thought that at some point it couldn't be the same, but when you when you have good coaches, you're going to have good football teams, and so you know it's not it ain't quite the same as the classic Ravens Steelers games, but it's still very significant. There's no doubt about it. All right, Clark Judge, 26 semifinalists now. Uh, we're down to for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it's an interesting group to me because. It doesn't seem to be as top-heavy as some lists have been. It seems like a group yeah. that there's a, a better argument for 1 to 26 than maybe we've seen in some years. Um, the two names that I think are most interesting to Ravens fans, I, my gut tells me probably are not a factor this year, and you tell me if I'm wrong about that. I, I think Anquan Bolden, has his Hall of Fame candidacy is is wildly undersold because he was never loud enough as a player um, the way that like I, you look at his numbers, he was a better player than Steve Smith was, but everybody talks about Steve Smith, and Steve Smith was really loud, but i don 't think either one of them are likely to be factors this year what 's your gut tell you about those two guys?
1: I think you're right about that to be honest with you. Um, not because of anything that they 're missing, but because of the class itself. Uh, we already have Reggie Wayne as a finalist, um so you go in, okay well there 's one guy who's in there, we have actually two wide receivers who are in there. And so, um, and Reggie Rain was a top 10 finalist a year ago. So um, of this group, who's the top wide receiver of the first year eligibles? And I would think you might say Andre Johnson. I understand Um, that, yep. And so, okay, let's say you move Andre Johnson. Now we've got three wide receivers in there. And so you go, okay, we've got Torrey Holt. We've got Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson. That's one, We've got one-fifth of the modern-era class of finalists. We're going to make it more than that at that position because the problem we have moving forward, Glenn, is that we've got wide receivers with inflated numbers, and, and they all have them. So um, we look at Torrey Holt's numbers. Boy, they're prodigious. Then we look at Andre Reid's. That's just what's going to happen now. So uh, I, I think you're right. I mean, at some point we'll discuss An- Anquan Bolden and Steve Smith. I'm sure of that. But I don't think it'll be this year. It's a cleanup year in my mind in terms of the 15 modern era finalists. We've 26 semifinalists now. You're right. We cut it to 15. By the end of this month, it'll be announced in early January. And, um, and I look at that group and think, okay, of the top 10 finalists last year, or well, it's actually this year, 2021, but we voted on them last year, 2021. Five of them are gone, right? Five of them are inducted. What about the next five? Well, Baselli's there. He's been a six-time finalist and and top ten. Okay, he'll get in, we think. Seymour, it's a cleanup year. These guys have been waiting forever. Seymour, two-time top ten finalist. Um, LeRoy Butler, uh, first team all decade, 1990s. He's a top ten finalist. Okay, I think those three guys, in my mind, and I'm speaking only for myself, those guys are in. That's, That's the way I look. I think they're getting in. Zach Thomas is another top ten finalist. I don't have a warm and fuzzy feeling about him, but he could make it because he's in the on-deck circle. Okay, well, now that leaves one, maybe two spots open. Well, you look at this group of 26, there were seven first-time eligible. Of that group, there's one who, to me, stands head and shoulders above the other, and that's DeMarcus Ware, 138 and a half sacks. Do I think he's first ballot Hall of Famer? No, I don't, because I'm one of those who believe a first ballot Hall of Famer should be a guy whose name you mentioned, And you sit down. All you do is you stand up and say, Joe Montana and sit down. You don't need to discuss him. So if you stood up and said, DeMarcus Ware and sat down, I could see people going, tell me what he did. Tell me what, tell me what, and and that's where I hesitate there. However, Jason Taylor was one of those guys you don't stand up and say, Jason Taylor and sit down. In 2017, we made him a first ballot Hall of Famer. And Jason Taylor has one more sack, career sack, than um, DeMarcus Ware. So, That speaks well for DeMarcus Ware's chances because there's a void there of one or two spots. Do I think he'll be a first-time ballot, a first-ballot Hall of Famer? Probably, I would guess, Mm. because uh, that room has rushed guys in in the past five years. In the last five years, half of the class, the modern-era class, half of them, 10 of our 20 inductees have been first-ballot choices. And I'm one of those who's not in a rush to do that because we have people been waiting and waiting and waiting, and suddenly— They go into the senior pool, and that's the great abyss where they never get out. So um, I would like to see those guys who have been waiting get in The Buscelles, the Seymours. Let's get in Butler. I mean, Lavoy Butler is in his 16th year of modern eligibility, and you've got 20 years. And if you don't get in in those 20 years, you are kicked to the senior pool. And that's so deep. Right. (laughs) 58 all-decade players. It's just so deep that you can't ever get out of there. So. Um, that's my guess and I think as I said just a long way of saying think you're right about Smith and Naquan Bowles
2: and, I, and I look I think it's a conversation that's worthy at some point I just don't I don't think it's going to be at this moment Clark Judge uh, I love our conversation sir what can I plug for you my friends
1: um, com, where uh, Ron Borges Rick Alton and I talk about uh, surprisingly all things Hall of Fame um, but uh, put a lot of things in today's game in a, through a Hall of Fame perspective but uh, you can read about that there and also I'll plug my uh, podcast, which is the eye test for two, which I do with another Hall of Fame voter, and that's Ira Kaufman. And we put guests on our podcast, weekly guests, who are pretty good at talking about their Hall of Famers and their guys who are up for the Hall of Fame next week. We're trying to get Patrick Willis. Uh, uh, that's a, by the way, Patrick
2: that's that's a guy that I, if you guys let me in the room, I would yell and scream about Patrick Willis, man. Well, uh,
1: that's the interesting thing. I'm glad you said that because I said to somebody the other day, if it came down to Zach Thomas or Patrick Willis— <sighs> Who would you rather have? I'd I, rather have Patrick Willis. I think
2: Zach Thomas is a hell of a player. I don't want to take anything away from Zach Thomas. Guy was a hell I'm of a player. I'm not either. But, but Pat- Patrick, Patrick Willis was was great, was was in that. And I get it. I, I understand the argument. It's the, the longevity problem, right? But, man, right. Le- Patrick Willis was otherworldly as a football right. player. I, that, right, I agree. I would pound tables over that, dude. Clark yeah, Judge. I'm gonna,
1: another guy I'll ask you about that you that – you, Certainly, see all the time where you saw all the time. Yeah. Baltimore's Willie Anderson, right tackle. I, I think of I think Willie finals, Anderson's I think a hell of a I player. Yeah.
2: Forward. I, you know what? I'm. I agree. I, it's tough, right? Because I don't know if I would. I look at that list, and I'm like, boy, I don't. Do I think he's better? But man, you're right. Uh, he was a hell of a player for the Ravens. To go up against. Actually, made a cameo appearance in Baltimore at the mm-hmm. end of his career uh, in 2008, and was a was a damn good player. You're not wrong about that. At Clark Judge T O F on Twitter is how you follow him. Clark, I love chatting with you, man. Let's talk again real soon. Thank you for taking the time for us as always. Look forward
1: to it. Thank you very much. Great, Clark Judge,
2: checking in with us on GCR. Appreciate that conversation. I look, you guys know my affinity for Anquan Bolden. I You know, I I think to take nothing away from Steve Smith, who I ultimately like. If you said bottom line, yes or no, I probably lean yes, right? Like, I probably think Steve Smith is a Hall of Famer more than I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. But there is this world in which people talk about Smith, Steve Smith as though he's some sort of obvious Hall of Famer. And and I'm they don't you just don't hear that conversation surrounding Anquan Bolden, despite the fact that there is no debate. And I get it, Anquan Bolden was closer to his prime when he was here in Baltimore than maybe Steve Smith was. And somebody would say, well you you you're basing that off the fact that when you saw Anquan Bolden. Well no, you got to remember I was also in Arizona. Like I got to see a lot of Anquan Bolden in my life. Um Anquan Bolden is a Hall of Fame football player to me who's been penalized because he spent a bulk of his career lining up against with Larry Fitzgerald on the other side. That if he was in Denver or wherever he might have been, my god what his numbers might have been. Um, but he was a great, truly great football player. Steve Smith was a guy to me that put up a lot of numbers and was a a quality football player who made the most out of his abilities. I think Steve Smith had a better career than his abilities might have allowed him to have had, and I think that there's something really remarkable about that. But I've never understood the idea that he was a surefire Hall of Famer, and he's not going to be a surefire Hall of. Famer. There's nothing that suggests he'll be a surefire Hall of Famer this year, and Anquan Bolden wasn't. Like I, the numbers would say Anquan Bolden is more deserving than Steve Smith of being a Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. You look at Anquan Bolden; that's a guy that you, and not that you don't fear Steve Smith, but when you have when you're in the red zone, it. Anquan Bolton's a guy you have to pay attention to, and even even when you do, he's still probably coming down with the ball. Steve no. Smith, he was just an undersized guy who made, like you said, who made the most of his abilities and then some, and he was really loud. Right, he right. And I really think that's loud.
2: what it is. His personality made people talk about him more, think about him more, and that that's helped him in this Hall of Fame conversation. Um, but no, like in comparison to the fact that Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne aren't in yet, and I, to his point about Andre Johnson, I might argue for Andre Johnson. I don't know that I would argue for Andre Johnson ahead of Anquan Bolden. And that that would be tougher for me. I'd have mm-hmm. to admit, like, I probably have a level of bias there from having seen more of Anquan Bolden than I saw of Andre Johnson. But I think it's it's awfully close. I just don't – I think when you're putting five guys in, it, you're hard-pressed for me to tell you that I think that it has to include Anquan Bolden or certainly S- Steve Smith. I, I can't – in looking at this group, it is, it is not – as I said, it's not top-heavy. This isn't a year with a Peyton Manning and a Charles Woodson and a – these overwhelming guys as part of this class but to um, to Clark's point, the guys that have been sitting around and waiting the fact that Tony Beselli's had to wait this long is insane. Tony Baselli's a Hall of famer he yeah just, absolutely he just didn't like Patrick Willis his career didn't linger to me I think Patrick Willis yeah. should be a no-brainer. Patrick Willis was special mm-hmm. was a a he was different than other football players He put were. him in the
0: same category almost as Ray Lewis almost not you know like almost
2: he was on the Ray Lewis trajectory yeah just didn't have the length of a career and it's it's difficult to compare anyone to Ray Lewis but because Ray Lewis was such a game wrecker mm-hmm. but Patrick Willis had that type of ability right. he was I, I i i i caution just you know using him and Ray Lewis in the same sentence but to your point like you want to say it was like 90 percent or 85 percent of Ray Lewis? Like, yeah, that's the type of player that he Patrick was, Willis he was.
0: Ray Lewis was in a tier all of his own. And right. If, if Ray Lewis isn't there, you're talking about Patrick Willis.
2: I mean, it was just just a level of great that I I couldn't. So I would I would scream and yell about Patrick Willis. I,
0: I think with Reggie Wayne, he's probably a victim of the same thing that Anquan Bolden is, is that he lined Marvin up Harrison next to Marvin Harrison side. for yep. so long,
2: right? And and people say that was it. To Clark brings up this point, like offense got broken in this era of football, right? Mm-hmm. And you're looking at these Rams teams, it's probably what's hurt Tory Holt. And you're looking at these Colts teams where they just put up video game types of numbers and you don't know how to judge the wide receivers that were involved. How much of it really was about Torrey Holt? How much of it was really about Kurt Warner? How much of it was really about, you know, uh, uh, Reggie Wayne? How much of it was really about Peyton Manning? And I think that's what some of these voters are struggling with is trying to separate, were you really a Hall of Fame player or were you a guy that put up video game numbers because of the offense that you were in? Right. And and nobody's debating the great... That Everybody thinks that Reggie Wayne is a hell of a football player, and I think Reggie Wayne's going to get in. Let me make that... Yeah. I, I think he's going to get in. It's 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 weird because I I'll I used to get mad about some of these things. It's difficult for me to get mad anymore because I get it. There is such a, an unbelievable list of players that we're talking about that it is difficult to say... Who shouldn't be a part of this, right? Like, who Who really, well, look at these 26 guys, and how many of these guys do you know for sure? I don't, like, Ricky Waters to me is one I know is not a Hall yeah, of Famer. Yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's a, he was a damn good football mm-hmm. player. Very good. The, Jamal Lewis isn't a Hall of Famer either, right? I like Ricky Waters a whole hell of a lot, but Ricky Waters isn't a Hall of Famer. But there's, I don't know, 10, maybe 10 of these guys on this list that I'm confident aren't Hall of Famers. I don't even know if it's 10, right? Like, mm. it might be more like 8, I know everybody loves Sam Mills. I've never felt that way about Sam Mills. I thought he was a good football player. there's a hell of an argument for Devin Hester, right? Like when you talk about if you're tournament in history. If you're gonna let specialists in, right. why wouldn't you let Devin Hester in? James Lofton was on here and he's a Hall of Famer, of course, and now is a voter um, because of his job in the media. They said, let's let's have some Hall of Famers that are in media become part of the room. He was like, I think Justin Tucker's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I'm like, whoa, man, like that's I hear you, but it just hasn't been the way that specialists have been treated over the years. Mike Tirico was like, I agree with James Lofton. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, Wow, that's crazy to me. Okay, well, if, if Justin Tucker's a first ballot Hall of Famer, it, isn't Devin Hester the Justin Tucker of returners?
0: I'd vote for Devin Hester to be in the Hall of Fame. It, it, like, that's a game-changing player. He's a game-changing player. You have to account for him every time you kick the ball to him, and you have to kick away from him. That is a game-changing player. He's a Hall of Famer to so, I me. Mean, what I think needs to happen, it, just, just like in Major League Baseball, there's been different eras, and, th- and the eras have changed, and the sport has changed. I think that the Hall of Fame voters need to reevaluate their criteria for players that get in, because now we're in an era where the quarterback is protected, the receivers are protected. You can't yep. you can't hit a defenseless receiver. You it's, can't hit a quarterback below the knees. You can't touch a quarterback. It, all the, of course, them.
2: all the but you're still playing in the era that you're playing, and you're supposed to try to measure these players up against other players of their era, right? right? So instead of measuring Tory Holt against Drew Pearson, for example, you're supposed to measure Tory Holt against Reggie Wayne. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to measure him against other players of the same era because the era, the rules change. Did that player stand? We talk about this often with the Baseball Hall of Fame. Was that guy uh, the greatest at his position in his era, is some of the, the the words, the verbiage that we'll use when we talk about that. And, you know, I think that's a more fair way of looking at, at this type of group. Sure. Today's show, uh, or actually, you know how about just a reminder that Tyus Bowser show is back next Tuesday. We will be at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville. Come join us. For the Tyus Bowser show next Tuesday night, December seventh at the Bowman on Hartford Road it's brought to you by Window Depot Baltimore windowdepotbaltimore.com as well as Duffy's Garage in Baldwin duffysgaragemd.com My Bookie Pressbox and Great 8's Memorabilia please bring out some new unwrapped toys for Great 8's Memorabilia also go to great 8 memorabiliacom right now to find out more about all of the events that they have coming up i mean that unbelievable list of, of players that you can meet this month including Nick Boyle and Anthony Averett and Tyler Huntley and I mean, it's just unreal what they're doing, and all you got to do is bring out toys. So go to com and find out more about that. When we come back in, we will make our picks for the week. KZ is going to hop on with us. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org.
8: Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification ccbc continuing education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field and it's all tuition free from the basics to specialized training we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more it's your choice it's your career call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window
2: Nation. Cold weather has arrived and that means one thing: higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90nation or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you
9: from all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at mybookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.
2: Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland, an authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa ProCare Center with ASE-certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. dollars you got to trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine, Duffy's Garage
5: in Baldwin, Duffy'sGarageMD.com. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio.
2: All right, back in here on GCR. It is a Thursday edition of the program. I need to send a uh, special thank you to a couple people who have donated coats. Paul, who, who donated all the coats that you brought in today? Where did those come from?
0: Uh, my mom's best friends, uh, Dick and Donna Tracy.
2: Oh, it's that, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Unbe- it's, it's unreal to me that you've known Dick more, Tracy for this long. Uh,
0: my, most of my life, it, that's my, re- Donna Tracy used to change my diapers.
2: Well, that's not. I mean, no offense to Donna, but Dick Tracy is the star, of course. <laughs> that's incredible. Not, thank, not,
0: not in our household. Love thank, you, Dick. But Donna's the star. Thank in our you household. to the
2: Tracys. Thank you to them. That's very, very uh, uh, kind of them. And um, the, the Charles family, Stan and Jane, I stopped by uh, to see the Charles's last night, and uh, Jane had a ton of stuff for me, and she's like, I still got more coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we are collecting coats for helping up Mission. I will have more details. Chris Ruling's about to come by the studio with the boxes, so I'll be getting those out today, and then we'll have an event that we'll be announcing. We've got a lot coming. Uh, when it comes to the uh, helping-up mission and the coat drive, we are got, got a big two-week push to get this done. Speaking of Stan the Fan, tonight Stan is going to catch up with Mike Gibbons from the Babe Ruth Museum. Perhaps you've heard this crazy story about this unbelievably valuable card that they've got now at the Babe Ruth Museum. He's going to find out a little bit more about that story. If you missed him and Ross talking baseball with Boog Powell earlier in the week, Go to facebook.com/pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab, or go to pressboxonline.com/video, and you can see it there. Are we, have we connected with KZ? Are we, we have. We, we have. are good. So, all throughout the year on the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show, we've having to deal with the fact that, like, well, maybe somebody's a close contact. Maybe they're on the COVID list. The hell happened to you this week, man? I don't know, man. <laughs> well, you're not
5: here. You're, you're supposed to be a, sitting right a, here next a, to me. A, a close family member who is younger than me. Ah, so it could be anybody, really. I mean, I am ancient. Um, tested positive. Ah. Uh, everybody everybody feels good. No symptoms. But uh, was sent home for 10 days.
2: So you are officially on the COVID list, is what you're saying.
5: I mean, I guess, yeah. I did a did a a very long interview with the Maryland Health Department yesterday. So, I I, I just just to avoid that, I suggest nobody get COVID.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's I would I would say the same thing. Um, K- Ken is okay. Let's make that abundantly clear. We're just using yes. we're using caution, and because uh, he was a close contact, we decided that he would not join us in studio this morning. Um, so that's it. Nothing more than that. Nothing to see here. All's good. And uh, we roll on. Well, we're going to make our picks. Picks are brought to you this week by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. Uh, (coughs) Boy, it's not good to talk about COVID and then have to cough. Not exactly that (laughs) ideal scenario. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. So here's where we are as far as picks are concerned. I remain atop the table where we're playing for a little bit of cash at the top. It's not overly significant, but a little bit of cash to be had at the top of the table. I'm five games up on Kyle, who's still playing from the grave. KZ is eight games back. He is currently six games clear of the bottom of the table. That's where we find Andrew Stetka currently at the bottom of the table 14 games behind me and one game clear of John Proctor. At the bottom of the table, they're playing to avoid having to be the one that comes in here and uh, eats a tarantula, gets their back waxed, and sings the song Hero from the first Spider-Man movie. So that's what's at stake. Three college games. Final week, we'll be able to do that, at least until the bowl season kicks into high gear. We'll do Army-Navy next week, of course, but there'll be eight NFL games next week. Six NFL games where are we starting this week, Paul Valley?
0: All right, you got number. You got the number one Georgia Bulldogs at the number three Alabama Crimson Tide on Saturday, December fourth at four p.m. Uh, Georgia favored by six and a half on the road.
5: Ugh.
2: Like I, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna pick Alabama. I'm just gonna do it. I get it. They have not looked good, and Georgia's been the best team in all of football this season, but you know, Alabama's playoff uh hopes are at stake here, and I just feel like I'm not I'm not going down without picking Alabama and six six and a half is the number? Yeah. That's enough. That's enough for me to bite. Alabama is my pick.
5: Wow. K Z. So uh where's the where's the game being played though?
2: I assume in Atlanta. I mean that's the where they normally have it.
5: Mercedes, yeah, in Atlanta. I'll take the home team. I know they're not the I, I, I assure
2: you, if you think it's gonna be some sort of overwhelming crowd for Georgia, you are wrong about that.
5: I will take I will take the home team and I will take the Georgia Bulldogs, who have by far, to me, been the best team in There's college. No football question this about year. that. Well, Glenn, this is
0: how you stay in first place. You're the only one in
3: Alabama. Ooh.
0: Might be the only
2: time in the history of our picks that someone has been a lone wolf on Alabama. On
0: Alabama, that's right. wild. Yeah, no
2: doubt. <laughs> All, All right, right.
0: Ne- next game, number nine, Baylor Bears. At number five, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, at noon on ABC, Oklahoma State favored by four and a half.
2: I don't have a great feeling about this either. and, and I like the fact that this is the first game because... Nobody will feel like they have been eliminated by the other results just yet, right? Like, they'll they'll go into this on Saturday knowing that they still have a chance should some other results um, go a certain way during the course of the day. And this is your first, like, if Alabama loses and probably still has to lose by at, at least a touchdown, if they're close, they might still get in with two losses. If Alabama loses or if Michigan loses or if Cincinnati loses, then the winner of this game is is probably in um Oklahoma State's defense was really impressive to me. I'm going to choose to buy into that. Oklahoma State is my pick.
5: Yeah, um Oklahoma State plays defense in a conference that doesn't. Right. So, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to stick with uh Oklahoma State as well.
0: Kyle from the grave, the only one right. on Baylor. All right. And Number two, Michigan Wolverines at number 13, Iowa Hawkeyes. Michigan favored by 10-and-a-half. No,
2: no. I know that I got bit by doing my bit with Michigan last week, but 10-and-a-half, no. No, no, no. I like Michigan. I think they win, but I do not see them steamrolling anybody. Uh, Iowa is the pick at 10-and-a-half.
5: I, I, I don't like this game because I don't, I both teams are so flawed to me. But maybe the monkeys off the back finally for Michigan, and they truly can be this juggernaut team. I don't think Iowa can score enough. I know they play great defense. I'm going to, it's a huge number, and I can't believe I'm going to do it, but I'm going to take Michigan. All right. Glenn and
0: Andrew, only ones on. Uh, oh,
2: that's not good. He's not good at this. He's not good at picks. That's not a good sign. NFL, let's pick up the pick. All right,
0: Dallas Cowboys versus New Orleans Saints on Thursday Night Football. The Cowboys favored by four and a half on the road.
2: What's the latest on Kamara? He's out. He's out. He's officially out. Um, There's no way to have any faith, But the Cowboys, you have to. I mean, you just have to. It's the Cowboys.
5: What's the line? Four and a half. half. Uh, uh, I'll take the Saints with only four and a half. Without without Kamara, you got uh, you got Taysom Hill at at quarterback today. I, I'll, I'll take the Cowboys. Yeah, the you, Cowboys.
2: you first said you're taking the Saints. That was why we the, the, were confused. I'm
1: sorry. I'll take yeah. I'll
0: take the Cowboys. Okay. Everybody took the Cowboys. All right. All right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Atlanta Falcons. The line Tampa Bay by 11.
2: I hate the line, but I ain't picking against them Buccaneers.
5: Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I hate the line, but yeah, Bucks. Stetka, only one on the Falcons.
0: All right. That's good. Los Angeles Chargers at Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati by three.
2: (sighs) It's two teams it's hard to have, like, utter faith in. I I don't know. It seems like it's alternating weeks for the Chargers, so I'll say it's the Chargers week. Chargers.
5: Cross-country, one o'clock game, team that can't stop the run versus a team that all they want to do right now seemingly is hand the ball off. I'll take the Bengals.
0: All right, Glenn and Proctor, only ones on (coughs) Mm, These are
2: not good partners to have. These are not the ones that you want to be with.
0: (laughs) Washington football team at Las Vegas Raiders, 4.05 p.m. on Fox. Vegas favored by (sighs) 2.5. I
2: mean, how do you figure this game? Like, what? I don't know. I, I mean, I genuinely have no idea. The Raiders have a little bit more rest, and it seems like Washington is due to remind everybody they're still Washington, so I'll say the Raiders.
5: I, I'm going to take Washington. They're, it's funny. Their they're, their defense, without yes. Young and without Sweat, has actually played really well for about a month now and became the defense that we thought they were going to be. I, I like how they're playing. I, I'll take Washington.
0: Glenn, you and Stecco only won the Raiders. Oh generators. God, no!
2: Oh my God, no! Oh, I, Kyle's gonna be in first place at the end of the week.
0: <laughs> uh, Broncos, <laughs> Chiefs uh, in Kansas City. The Chiefs are favored by ten.
2: Boy, this feels like one of those reverse lock deals, right? Where everybody says that that, that number's too big. You know, like you see what the Broncos did last week, and you're like, no way and and the truth is that some of that was luck last week, right? Like the Broncos just happened to get a ball that bounced off Austin Eckler and I'm oh the, the Chiefs
0: never cover.
2: 10 10. I'm going to say this is a reverse lock. I'm going with the Chiefs.
5: They never cover. But I can't take them not to cover against the Broncos Sunday night in KC. I'll take Kansas City.
0: All right, Stack of the Lone Wolf on Denver. All right, and the final game our Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. CBS 425 PM. Baltimore favored by four on the road.
2: I, there is no reason to pick the Ravens. There's none. Lamar Jackson's never played well against the Steelers. They they can't run the ball. We always know it's a Raven Steelers game. It's of course it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. Like of course it's going to be close. The Baltimore Ravens are my pick.
5: Ravens keep on stopping the run the way they are. Uh, if Ben has to throw it 45 times, I like the Ravens' chances. So I'll take the Ravens' as well.
0: It's a real roundabout way, Glenn, to get there. I, I, real I, there's, no reason, way. there's no reason to like the
2: Ravens. I mean, Ken's point is is well taken, though. I mean, that is the one thing that you like about it. I just – I don't know. There's just something about it. I think this is the – I, I can't I can't buy into Ben Roethlisberger anymore. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't.
0: And they have a lot of defenders. Spillane's out. It, it might be out now. Watt's might be, Watt is probably out. Uh, Kyle, only one to take the Steelers. It's probably a smart
2: pick, and it might be the way that Kyle, again, legitimately overcomes all five games this week that he is behind me. He might legitimately be in first place by next week.
0: God, it's possible. It is possible.
2: All right, there you go. Those are our picks for the week. Picks also brought to you this week. By Project Game Day, which is back this Sunday. It'll be the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, with me post postgame after the Baltimore-Pittsburgh matchup. Looking forward to it. Project Game Day, every game day this season, brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, and Underdog Fantasy Football. We will see you at facebook.com slash Sports at both halftime and postgame. Postgame as well, pressboxonline.com slash radio. All right, when we come back in, we will get a, a tidbit. We'll get Oh, no, we're not going to tidbit today. We'll get tubular. We'll wrap it up. And then coming up, KZ will be with us for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. KZ, do me a favor. Don't make any noise during the break because it's going to come through the mic. All right? It's great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mobile One Fantasy. Mobile One. I don't know what I just happened here. <laughs> Mo- oh, boy. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows. For only $99 a month, call Window Nation today at 866-90-NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you.
4: That first sip. (gasps) (sighs) That first bite. Mmm.
2: Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland, an authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE-certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com
7: I love driving my tractor trailer and just like you I just want to make it to my destination safely if you drive too closely to my truck I can't see you and you can't see what's in front of me if I have to break suddenly our lives can be changed forever if a truck stops quickly can you don't tailgate trucks
1: brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration the latest edition of Press Box
2: is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland Women's Basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area and the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles pick with the number 1 spot in next year's MLB draft. Press Box is available for free at over500 locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure. I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. Next Highest Bowser show is this coming Tuesday night, December 7th at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville. It's brought to you by Great Eights memorabilia, PressBox, as well as my bookie, also, Window Depot Baltimore, Window Depot, Baltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com. We'll see you Tuesday night for the next Tyus Bowser show at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville. If we were doing a tidbit today, it would have been brought to you by your Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See Restaurant for details. However, we'll save it for tomorrow. That'll be uh, when we'll do the tidbit. Instead, Totally Tubular is brought to you today by, how about by Window Nation? It's cold. That means energy prices, they're, they're going up. There's nothing you can do about it. Higher energy bills are on the way, but the good news is that Window Nation is here to help for December only. Get 50% off all style windows and a house of windows for only $99 a month. Call Wind Donation today, 866-90-Nation or WindowNation.com. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise for the evening. Um, of course, as we mentioned, week 13 gets underway. Fox, NFL Network, and Amazon Prime for Cowboys Saints at 820. The first of did you know there were six state high school football championship games now? It used to no, only just, be it used like to be four. four. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the hell that's all about. There's six now. The first one is tonight and there's no T V anymore and I would I would love to do a ten minute rant about this. I don't have the time for it. It's shameful. It's shameful that the only way to watch the state high school football championships is via a subscription pay streaming option. That's it it, it is absurd that's where we are. Um It's a different conversation. The first one's tonight, the four A three A championship between Dundalk and Mervo. There's also a four A championship and a three A championship. I don't understand any of it, but it's what it is. Dundalk and Mervo tonight, seven o'clock, down in Annapolis. Uh, The Maryland women play Miami in the Big Ten ACC Challenge tonight at eight on Big Ten Network. Towson's at home tonight against LIU, 7 o'clock on Flow Hoops. The rest of the college basketball, find at GlenClarkRadio.com. NBC Sports Washington, Blackhawks Capitals at 7, NBA TV, Bulls Knicks at 7.30, Spurs Blazers at 10. Golf Channel for round one of the PGA Hero World Challenge, that's at 1.30. WWE Network for NXT UK at 3, Access TV for Impact Wrestling at 8. Something non-sports-wise that we should talk about?
0: Um... Annie live at eight o'clock ah, on NBC. gonna pass. Blake Shelton, Anna Gasteyer, and Rachel Dratch are all on uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon on NBC at oh, eleven thirty-five. Right. Um, a double shot at love with DJ Paulie and Benny at nine Big o'clock, fan. and uh, that's on MTV and on TNT. Shack Life at nine and nine thirty. Doesn't,
2: doesn't do much for me. Uh, I did watch Sunny last night. The first episode phenomenal. The second one, meh, kind of missed, but I'm very happy to have it back in my life. That made me very happy. All right, Tubular was also brought to you by the print issue of PressBox. It's available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Speaking of the Maryland women, there's Brenda Fries right there on the cover. Go get it today or read it online, pressboxonline.com. Thanks today to Mike Loxley. Thanks also to Clark Judge, Talk of Fame Network. Uh, We'll get that and picks up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glenclarkradio.com. On the program tomorrow, busy day, Uh, Of course, our Friday regulars, Bo Smolka, as well as um, the center, Justin Reedy, will preview championship weekend. Um, Ryan Shazier is going to join us. Of course, Raven Steelers Week, and Ryan Shazier has a new book out called Walking Miracle. You remember um, him being paralyzed on the field field a few years ago. Um, His his journey from that point, we're going to talk to Ryan Shazier about that. Is Charlie Batch joining us tomorrow? To preview the Steelers? She has not
0: gotten back to me. I'll reach out again right. today.
2: Right. We'll make sure that that's uh, happening. Normally we have Charlie Batch on uh, every week when the, uh, the Ravens play the Steelers to preview them. And I think we're going to, I don't know, somebody from Showtime I think is going to join us to preview. Javante uh, Davis is fighting this weekend. So I think we're going to uh, preview that as well on the program tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, K&S Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino Hotel, the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com, and My Bookie. Thanks to Paul Valley. Follow him on Twitter, at Paul Valley third. Follow us, at Glenn Clark Radio, on Twitter and Instagram. Have a great Thursday evening. Go Maryland women. Go Towson. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. If you are with us uh, via audio, do nothing. Give us one minute. We'll be right back. If you're with us via video, give us a minute. Refresh that Facebook page, facebook.com slash Sports, and there will be a new video for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show, which is up next. Welcome into the press box fantasy football show. Glenn Clark, Paul Valley, and most importantly, from I believe parts unknown is where we're saying he is today, on assignment. Your lovely and talented host, Mr. Ken Zalas. What's going on, KZ? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. We gotta. I don't know. For some reason, we can't turn that up. We got to get the music going in order to make that work. Yeah, this is the problem with KZ being on assignment today. Is we got too many things going on at once. Uh, just uh, we talked about it on our show, but for those that are just tuning in for this, you want to make sure everybody knows you're fine. Correct. I'm fine. Blink,
5: I'm fine. Blink,
2: blink, twice. Blink twice if you're being held captive, and you need. <laughs> no, no, that's not the case whatsoever. Not the case whatsoever. And you're better than fine. You won some money playing underdog fantasy football last week, did you not?
5: I did. I also won uh, one last night playing the NBA. Uh, so. Uh, if you haven't already, please uh, head over to uh, either the app or PressBoxFantasy.com uh, and uh, sign up today. Use the code PRESSBOX. You will get a dollar-for-dollar dollar match of up to $100 on your first deposit, and it's a great way. They have so many ways to uh, play. They have over-unders. They have pick which is sort of like a um, multi-prop uh, uh, bet parlay that you can play. That's the ones I like to play, and uh, – you can win up to 20 times your money if uh, if you hit five of them, 10 times if you hit four, six times if you hit three, and so on. Uh, so it's a great way to uh, play fantasy football in where you're not playing against hundreds and thousands of people. You're just playing against the stats themselves. There you
2: go. That's the press box. Uh, the underdog fantasy football code is PRESSBOX, and you make that uh, first deposit. We match it up to 100 bucks. All right. Well, uh, the good news for me, Casey, is it's not like my playoff hopes are at stake uh, in a league where I'm sitting at six and six and own both Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift or anything like that. Not like that's something that I'm dealing with at this point. Yuck.
5: Yeah. um, If you, if I mean, we. we, It's funny. We all talk about where it's a. It's a joke among uh, the fantasy football industry that uh, you know we a lot of us preach. uh, I'm I'm one of them. Take running backs early and often, uh, especially in the first two rounds. And if you did that early in your draft this year, and you maybe took a McCaffrey at one or cook at two or Kamara at three, Henry at four. Oh yeah. Right. You know, and so on and so forth. It's not really working out too well for you uh, with the playoffs uh, uh, coming up. Hopefully we get uh, Kamara back next week. Hopefully we get, uh, Dalvin cook, uh, you know, next week or the week after, but it's been a struggle. I mean, you know, you add swift into it and, and it's really every, you know, we, we joke about everybody being hurt, but everybody's hurt. That's uh, Um, that's the and reality. hopefully you handcuffed half, hopefully you did the, the, as we've been talking about for two weeks, when you're building the, the bottom of your bench and you made sure you, you got the handcuffs or you went out and traded for handcuffs, uh, because guys like, uh, Alexander Madison may be the keys to your success.
2: So let's talk about specifically Minnesota, Detroit, and Carolina because we've been dealing with this in New Orleans and we'll get to that. Where do you have Madison ranked? Where do you have Chuba Hubbard ranked? And I, I guess we don't know for sure that DeAndre Swift isn't playing just yet. So I, I, I guess where would you have Jamal Williams ranked?
5: So so I'll say this. Swift isn't going to play this week. So um, you know, the reports are that this may be up to a month uh, uh, injury uh, that he has. So I'm pretty confident um, that he doesn't play. But let's start with Madison. I have him at six. I mean, it, if you ever had a, a boom spot, and we've been here before with Madison, and it, it's never really worked out as well as we wanted it to. But he's playing the Detroit Lions. Right. Uh, I mean, nobody gives up more yards on the ground than the Detroit Lions. And he's just in a boom spot. Uh, you know, may, you know, you, you like him at the goal line, you like him catching a ball out of the backfield. We're probably looking at 20 touches. So I have him at six, I have Mark Ingram at 10. I have Jamal Williams at 17.
2: What about Hubbard?
5: Hubbard, I don't have ranked this week.
8: Hmm.
2: Wow. Why not?
5: He's on by.
2: Oh, I'm an idiot. Okay, got it. Thank you. <laughs> but you walked into that beautiful. I, I am an idiot. I
5: appreciate that. I it appreciate goes that. to show that I
2: don't own Shuba Hubbard in any of my no, leagues.
5: No, so so. Let's talk about Shuba Hubbard a little bit, just just for a second. Like he's going to be a top twenty-four back. So you know he, he's the start. He's a starting running back. Any starting running back that doesn't really share time. Um, is probably going to be in the top 24 week in and week out, which means they're at least an RB2. But we we have a sample size with Hubbard, and it wasn't great. Like, yeah. they didn't – they brought guys – like, he's not catching the ball out of the backfield at all. They brought in other guys. So, should, Amir should Abdullah – Yeah,
2: should Abdullah be owned?
5: Yeah, Abdullah needs to be owned, especially in a straight PPR league, because you have to think that he's the guy that's going to catch five, six balls out of the backfield because they – I mean – what was the guy rod smith was was that the guy that they brought up the first time you know to to catch balls out of backfield because for whatever reason they don't trust you know maybe it's pass pro maybe maybe they don't think he has great hands or vision when it comes to the pass game but they don't trust hubbard in in the pass game so we've seen that sample size so he's going to be a very uh touch slash touchdown dependent and What I mean by that is he needs the volume carries 15, 16, 17 carries plus a touchdown to be really valuable and, and bump up into the top 15. So he'll probably be somewhere any given week between 20 and 24 based on the matchup.
2: He is Ken Zales. This is the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. It's also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. It's winter, so you might like some comfort food, and they've got them for you this winter, including the short rib grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, how good does that sound? Get to your neighborhood glory days grill. Of course, it's also Thursday night, so they've got five ninety nine chili nachos every Thursday at your neighborhood glory days grill. KZ is
5: is Taysom Hill a viable starter in fantasy football this week? I would have liked him a little bit more if if we had Kamara as well. Okay, but I have him in. It, it's it's one of those weeks where I don't there are some guys that have struggled a little bit and there are some guys that um I really don't love their matchups this week so I have hill actually at 11 this week
9: okay um, so that sounds
5: like he's a know, viable starter. he's a viable starter he's a QB1 for me uh, you gotta you gotta figure somewhere around 60 yards on the ground give him credit for a rushing touchdown if he throws somewhere near 200 yards, and a touchdown tonight against a Cowboys secondary that look we love we love that they they create turnovers, but they also give up big plays. Um, you know he's he's going to be a top ten guy this week.
2: I mean that's uh, you know that, that's I, I, I am I I hesitate like in one league I'm sitting here with uh, the uh, Tua Tungaviloa, and I'm like I, I don't know maybe maybe I I pick up Taysom Hill for the week and try to get by.
5: I mean, I have him well above Tua. Tua's played well, um, you know, for for the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I, I just – I don't love the Giants matchup for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, the Giants are one of those weird teams that it's like, you know, you, you think they're bad, but their defense hasn't been awful this year. Um, so, um, you know, if, if we're going to go straight rankings, uh, we do like that that, that – has a has a higher floor than Tua just because of the rushing?
2: I mean, uh, you know, it's it's I I, I got to think about it. I got to think about it. Yeah, yeah, sure.
5: it, it, absolutely.
2: Are we back to buying that Odell Beckham is a thing after he had a good game? No, 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 no. Okay, all right. Uh, I
5: still I still rather I still rather own Van Jefferson when it all comes down to it. Um, I have I don't even know where I have Odell in the forties uh, this week. I, I think. I think what you have with Odell is is a is a boom bust wide receiver four, and if he catches that long pass like he did last week, he's gonna he's gonna be fine. But if he doesn't, we're talking three four catches for thirty yards, and that's not gonna get it done.
2: We are. I, I assume we're fully back on board with uh, Logan Thomas after what we saw from him on Monday nights.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, he played. Uh, I believe he played eighty percent of the snaps. Um, I have Logan Thomas Wright uh, fringe tight end one uh, this week he'll probably based on a couple of uh, different things uh, wind up in the top 12 um, when the final rankings are out uh, based on some injury stuff and and things like that but uh, yeah I mean uh, he look this is a guy that you know he started off the year great and as long as You know, what we wanted to see is we wanted to see that he was playing snaps and not limited. We saw that he was targeted. I know he only had three catches for 31 yards. He did have a touchdown called back. Um, So uh, they still don't have a number two wide receiver. Uh, Samuel is not, Curtis Samuel is not at full health yet. It may never be this year. So um, if teams are going to double McLaren, you got to think, that Logan Thomas is the next guy to, to get targets. It also helps a little bit if, if, if you're a Thomas owner and uh, I don't expect JD McKissick, Uh, you know, he left with a, he got carted off with a head injury. There hasn't been a whole lot said about him uh, from the Washington media, except that he did not practice so far this week. So if he doesn't play, that's another uh, pass catcher that they rely upon that's out. So uh yeah, fire fire Thomas up.
2: The Dallas wide receiver situation going into tonight. Everybody back?
5: Uh yeah. I mean Cooper, Cooper's gonna play. Uh CD Lamb um is gonna play. Uh you have Gallup there. You still have Schultz there. I think uh, you know, it makes it even simpler that uh, Cedric Wilson, although I didn't see this, uh came up with uh, an injury and he's out uh for tonight. So you have your three guys. I like uh, Lamb the best. I think he has the best matchup. Um, I'm worried about Cooper. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say he's an automatic start for me tonight because of the matchup with the Saints, but the Saints do not cover the slot receivers well, so that's why uh, you got to look a little bit more towards Lamb this week.
2: And I, have, I assume after last week we're officially off the Miles Sanders train now. Uh,
5: yeah, I mean, I don't I, – it, it's such a weird thing for me because he ran the ball well. Yep. Um, you know he had nine carries for sixty some yards. But they I mean, didn't want to get keep giving
2: him the ball. They just wanted and it, then they, they wanted more Boston
5: Scott. And then they stopped and they, and they brought Boston Scott in. The only thing, the only thing that hesitates me with with, with Scott and the Sanders thing because I, I probably have them like real close to each other and and they're at the bottom of my RB RB twos uh, somewhere around 20 to 21 is that fumble late in the game from Scott may, may give a little uptick for, for Sanders. I mean, they're playing the jets. I, I just can't totally dismiss Sanders based on what I saw last week. If he, if he gets 12 to 15 carries at that same level, we're talking about 80 yards. I hear, um, I hear you. You can't, uh, there, there are options, but I, I can't totally dismiss
2: it. All right. Very good. Uh, anything else uh, uh, broadly that we need to discuss before we grab our break?
5: Uh, no, nothing broadly. Uh, you know, the guys that you, you think are in are in. Um, you know, we get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back uh, fully healthy after his bye week. So let's not forget about him. He's probably a, a, He's going to be a an RB2 this week against a – a tough Denver defense, but, but nonetheless, uh, you're, you're firing him up and it's still, uh, I, I will say in, 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 Baltimore, I've gotten a lot of questions about Freeman Murray. I, 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 how are you the, playing
2: any of those guys? Well,
5: yes. I mean, I, look, uh, did you hear the list of people that I, I said were you. out at I the beginning you. of the show? I hear you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, still, I'm still not I mean, playing. There are, there I are ain't playing a Ravens running back, bro. There we is we really no don't world. have many choices. Um, I just be careful with that. I still think as time goes on, you know, Murray Murray overtakes him like he did earlier in the year. But uh, it's just a it's just a messy. It's a messy touchdown dependent group.
2: All right. When we come back in, we will get to your questions. Get them in the comments or tweet me at Glenn Clark Radio and KZ will answer them. This is the Press Box Fantasy Football Show.
8: Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Come in for glory burgers, glory wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their
2: award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days
0: Grill, great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality pro-via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. If you change lanes and break suddenly in front of my tractor
7: trailer, I won't be able to stop. Our lives could change forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close.
1: Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration.
7: The
2: all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org.
3: What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the ties Bowser Show. Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show.
2: The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, December 7th at the Bowman on Hartford Road in Parkville. It's brought to you by PressBox, Grade 8's memorabilia, as well as Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie. Back in here on the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Ken Zales reporting to us from underneath his own billboard somewhere in the uh, the United States, I think. I don't know. Maybe he's in Mexico. Who could be? He could be anywhere. Uh, but he is with us here on the program. All right. Uh, let's get into questions. As always, uh, we begin with me, KZ, because I am most important. Everybody knows that. Uh, some of the things that I'm dealing with, I'm going to put you to the test in that conversation we just had about Miles Sanders. Javante Williams or Miles Sanders?
5: Uh, I'm gonna go Javante Williams. He was finally uh, a this, thing. He was finally. Yeah. Well, it, it it's a it's a thing. Um, it's a thing. But uh, you know, Gordon's got a little nick. Uh, you, you're gonna want to Denver's gonna want to run the ball, keep Mahomes off the field. Um, he's running well. Um, caught a couple of balls this past week. So hopefully, hopefully this turns into that you know Cam Akers situation is last year and you can ride him throughout the rest of the playoffs
2: Steelers defense or 49ers defense
5: Really we're asking me defense? Yeah I am Um well w- without without what uh, I'm not I'm not going to go with the with the, the Steelers I'm going to go with the 49ers I don't I the way the way that um Seattle has been playing I I, I just I, I just don't know um, what to do with them. I mean, normally we wouldn't want to put a defense up against Russell Wilson, but right now I don't know why we wouldn't. So I, I
2: can't think of any reason at this point why we yeah. wouldn't. I think that it's almost a desirable matchup at this point. It, it almost is. That they that can't run the ball at, at
5: all. And all. All you got to know about how they're running the ball is they signed Adrian Peterson to the practice. They ball.
2: did. I saw that. There you go. That's that's going <laughs> to save him. All right, um, I'm staring at this group of running backs. I definitely need to start two, and I'm assuming I'm going to start a third. Uh Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Jamal Williams, James Robinson, and Miles Sanders.
5: Well, we're definitely starting uh Mr. Robinson and Mr. Williams. Okay. Um Clyde Edwards Hilaire would be third. Who, who was the who was the fourth one? It was Sanders. It was Sanders. So we're going to start Clyde Edwards Hilaire over
2: Sanders. Okay, and then I'm assuming there's no reason to start Jerry, Judy, or Cortland Sutton over Edwards-Hilaire?
5: No. no.
2: Um, any reason to start either of those guys over Darnell Mooney with Alan Robinson back?
5: Absolutely not.
2: Didn't think so. All right, so that's handled. And then this is from, let's start to get listener questions, from Chris. Chris wants to know, Pat Friermuth, Logan Thomas, or Zach Ertz?
5: All in that same same tier, Um, I'm going to go Logan Thomas here. Look, I, I I get the Friar has been really, really good. Um, but he's caught a couple of touchdowns in like garbage time. I I don't expect a lot of garbage time with the Ravens and Steelers, um, there and Ertz, Ertz is going to come down to, it's like, what, what are we doing with, you know, we think, we think we're finally getting Murray and Hopkins back, but, um, if they both sit, uh, he he, I like him a little bit more, but I'm going to go Thomas here because we know what that's going to be.
2: Nick Kelly wants to know. I'm assuming this is Jacoby Myers, Pat Fryermuth, or Jamal Williams, and I'm guessing that's Jamal Williams. Oh, uh, it's so
5: Jamal Williams. I mean, we, we got to think he's going to get a huge uh, workload. Um, he also even, you know, it was weird after the the big what what was it? Twelve target, ten catch day um, from Swift. All of a sudden they were limiting Swift in the passing game. And Jamal Williams was catching four or five balls a week. So, yeah, we like we like a lot of things about Jamal and, and the matchup. Look, Minnesota's defense is good, but they're not. They give up a bunch of yards and they do give up catches to the running backs.
2: So. Matt wants to know Tyler Lockett or George Kittle for a flex spot.
5: Ooh, that's a toughie. Um. I'm gonna go kittle here. I, I get people are gonna be kinda kinda weird, but look, I, I they're playing against each other. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the guy that plays against the worst defense and Seattle's defense is worse than the 49ers. So I'm gonna take Kittle here.
2: Uh from Tim Tua or Taylor Heineke. I
5: think he's been really good, hasn't he? You know, um, I, I, I don't know if I would I say even yeah, has he been really yeah, good, he's or been good.
2: Is, I think he's been been good. Well,
5: one's a, i I'm going to take I'm going to take Heineke here. Um, yeah. uh-huh. It's very close. They're both they're both 15 to 17 for me in, in that range. So we're not talking about high uh, even even high QB twos in, in my rankings this week. But I, I think you can move the ball through the air against Vegas, and uh, you know we get Logan Thomas back, and I think that's a big plus to that offense. Plus, um, without J.D. McKissick, I mean they may throw a little bit more. They're not going to hand the ball off 25 times to to Gibson. Not not with the injury. You're
2: selling so. me. You're selling me. I'm picking up Taylor Heineke in our sleeper league because he's sitting there on the waiver wire. I'm like, oh. so you have. Well, uh, I, you know it's ironic. I've got Tannehill, who's on a bye, and I was going to play Tua this week. In fact, well, so
5: yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I think he's been solid, and he and he gives you a, he gives you about twenty. I think yards
2: I, think I might just rumbling. go ahead and drop Ryan Tannehill at this point. Is at this
5: point, I'm I'm
0: not against
2: it. Yeah. All right, uh, Paul, go ahead.
0: Is there any chance that Devontae Parker plays this week, and if so, is he worth a start over Emmanuel Sanders?
5: uh there is a there is a possibility now i don't i don't have him ranked yet because he did practice yesterday um so let's go that way so there is a chance they have not activated him from ir yet um would you play him over sanders uh yeah i mean i i I can do that i don't i don't like i think that's a real low scoring game which probably means there'll be 60 points scored between new england and buffalo but um, Sanders hasn't been, you know, Sanders hasn't been good for about three weeks. Uh, he hasn't put up that big number. So it, Parker had something really going with Tua before he got injured. So yeah, if uh, if he is activated, he's going to be above. He's going to be above Sanders in my rankings.
0: Clinging to the five seed in three of my four leagues. Uh, in this one particular league, I need to start two of the three: uh, Rashad Bateman, Melvin Gordon, or Chase Claypool.
5: Whew. Uh, well, we're gonna go Gordon because he's still involved and he's still getting double-digit touches, even with Williams there. So I always lean towards the guy that I know is gonna get touches. I gotta, uh, I I gotta lean Bateman here. Yeah, he's. I gotta lean Bateman here. Um, in a in a week last week where they were in just flat-out throw mode, I mean. I know the yards were 80, but he had three targets. So we're just, we're praying for that long touchdown pass. And hopefully the Ravens, you know, have figured out, you know, their secondary as far as the long touchdown passes go.
0: Is there any way that I can start Damian Harris against Buffalo?
5: I mean, there's a way.
9: um, What are your options there, right?
5: Let's put it this way. I mean, they're not, it's not a great matchup as, as we know, but we said that with Jonathan Taylor and, He's not Jonathan Taylor. Yes, I know that. Um, and Taylor ran all, ran all over the Bills. So I think, you know, you're going to see that tape, and they're going to try to run on the Bills. Uh, they're not going to let Mac Jones throw 45 times mm-hmm. to try to win a football game. They are going to be who they are. So he has some value. Um, he's not He's not in my RB2 range, but he's in my flex range.
0: Is he worth a flex start over Zach
5: Ertz? I would say, yes, he is, because with Earths we're, we're not going to get volume no matter what, and we're very touchdown dependent. Okay. So. All
2: right. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career, or maybe you want an IT certification? CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field, and it's all tuition-free from the basics to specialized training. We have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. I always feel like we really need to emphasize it's all tuition free. Seems like they should maybe say that five times in the read. It's all tuition free, which is crazy to me. Mecole Hardman or uh, Gerald Everett for Aflex Spots?
5: Uh, I'm gonna go Everett. I, I don't. I don't like either one. They're both down in my rankings, but uh, they're just bo- they're just so boomer bust. We've been waiting for for Hardman for two years, and it just it's not happening. It, it just it happens once every six seven weeks that he'll have a big week. And it's definitely when
2: when he's not. He's it's never gonna happen when he's in your lineup. To be clear, the well no, it'll never yeah, because he's right. impo- he's impossible to trust. One hundred percent. All right, uh, KZ, what else do we need to know? What are we finding? I guess anything else that we haven't covered that we should cover, and what are people finding at pressboxonline.com?
5: So, what you're finding, first of all, on pressboxonline.com, you had the updated rankings. They'll be updated uh, once again by seven o'clock tonight for the Thursday night game, then again, at about 12 o'clock uh, before the Sunday games. You have our DFS picks and our underdog picks um up right now tomorrow you will get some sleepers based on some things that happened um you know i I think the big things that we're looking for i i don't know that it matters to most people but it does look earlier in the week it looked like daniel jones wasn't going to play now it looks like that he has a a shot to play
2: save my season this is going
9: to
5: yeah i mean i i mean all, all of his wide receivers are hurt but i mean good for him i mean i guess if you're desperate and you need Galladay, uh, who did have five catches last week. You rather Jones be in there than Glennon. Um, we talked about Kamara out, um, and then we just have to really watch. The biggest thing right now is that that we're watching is the uh, the, the uh, Cardinal situation where uh, it looks like Kyler Murray and right. uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins are- will be back this week. Um, You know, that would be a a big boost to their entire office. It would sure as
2: hell help. There is no question about that. It would help a great deal for uh, their owners. All right. Very good, sir. Uh, Feel better. I guess you're not, you feel fine. So I, I feel great. I don't great. need to say that, right? You feel fine. Everybody, yeah. feel,
5: everybody feels great.
2: All right. Well, Well. hopefully, <laughs> uh, fingers crossed, we will be back here in action in studio next Thursday for the regular. By the way, did I see that your goofy sleeper league, there are regular season, season ends this week? Yes. What the hell is that all about?
5: You know, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's I, – I set up three leagues this year, and I guess – in this league, I it automatically kept our settings from the year before. I don't know. No, it's not it's,
2: good. not good, well, man. They're it's ho- good. it's
5: horrible. It's horrible. But it is. I I, I looked into changing it and, it, and it won't even let me change it, which it shouldn't, um, because you shouldn't change those things. It, it is what it is. Um, You know, it's the same for everybody. It sucks that there's still buys going on.
2: All right, all right. Well, uh, the point is we will get you ready for what should be your regular season finale. If you're in a normal league next week on the uh, there's nothing
5: normal about that league for us that's
2: a that's a fact that is a and and of course it's the league where i'm eight and four like it's definitely the league (laughs) i'm having the best season in. so you're
5: eight and four in that league and all you've done is bitch about it all year it's i
2: mean it's the league where i also did goofy things during the draft that i because i didn't want john proctor (laughs) to know what my strategy was for the draft so as it turns out i am not as smart as i am it's a really (laughs) weird thing all right, we will, uh, we'll be back uh, next, uh, next Thursday for that. Of course, uh, Paul and I will be back tomorrow morning for Glenn Clark Radio. We will see you then. This has been the Press Box Fantasy Football Show with Ken Zales.